today freaked out because we were out of peanut butter, but Elise was at the grocery store getting peanut butter. And he was like, are you making me a peanut butter sandwich? By the way, it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. So I was like, first of all, no. And then second of all, we don't have any peanut butter, but your mom is at the store. So by the time it's lunchtime, she'll be back with more peanut butter. And he just freaked the fuck out and he started screaming at me. And he was just like, get me some peanut butter right now. I was just like, oh, okay, well, um, you're grounded and uh, shut the fuck up. Oh no, dude! He's just going. He's going through something. Maybe he needs Jesus. He's got two of them. That's right. <laughs> he does. He's he got does. two. Well, maybe get rid of Jesus. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. There's too much Jesus in this country, you know. Get Christ out your life. Yeah. <laughs> get afar from God. <laughs> The Carpenter Rants. Hey everybody, welcome to TCR. Three nobodies talking about all the masterworks of the horror film genre and we're those nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall. <sighs> Kendall's back from her brief <laughs> stint in outer space. Mm-hmm. Force. Where she picked out this movie for us to watch this week. Uh huh. It's also about space because that's what we're talking about, folks. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, you're right in the middle of our limited series. <laughs> TCR rants in space. Uh, in space, no one can hear you rant, folks. We're talking about. All the best space horror films, or it came from space horror films, or it's in space drama slash thriller slash horror element films. And space. that's what this limited series is all about. Um, and uh, so far we have... niche, to, you know. Yeah, you know, there's, there's space. Uh, now, Doug and I had a debate. I don't know if you're here for this or not. Um, maybe you were, but the debate was... I said Space Jam would fit because the word space is in the title. She was here. Okay. I couldn't remember if that was last week or, or earlier. but Week before. Yeah, I was I was here when y'all were um, arguing about like whether like, everything is technically space. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because the planet Earth is in space. Is in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we could have watched Throw Mama from the Train. That's right. And I did. <laughs> It's a great movie. Let's just talk about that. Um, nah, I haven't seen that in years. <laughs> Next week on Ransom Space, <laughs> Twins. Starring Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Takes place on Earth, which is located in space. Um, so far in our limited series, we have covered Life Force, Toby Hooper. Um Event Horizon, uh, Mortal Kombat Resident Evil guy, and Paul W S Y V eleven Anderson. I mean, I knew his name. I just was. 
I just didn't want to give him credit. I just didn't want to give, you know, I didn't want to fucking say it. Because he made all those Resident Evil movies. Now, Kendall, are you a fan of the Resident Evil franchise? You weren't here last week. I am. Oh, all right. Well, hey, everybody. Oh, Thanks for listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should have known. I forgot to plug this up. Keep going. I mean, if it's something that you guys talked about vehemently hating, it's... I, I didn't catch it. I'm sorry. I didn't watch Event Horizon, nor have I listened to last week's episode. Please forgive. But uh, well, no. All right. If you hate it on right. something, chances are I I like it a lot, and I do like the Resident Evil franchise. Well, we just talked about how it's the worst franchise in film history, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know. The same huge. Mo, same mo. <laughs> no, we talked about how I don't like any of that guy's movies except for Event Horizon. Because he also made um, the Resident Evil Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Um, um, uh, I'm completely blanking on what else he made now. Uh, oh my gosh. He made the uh, Three Musketeers in 3D. Um, and now he's working on some video game adaptation. Monster Hunter World. What a terrible name. That's the name of the game. Yeah, what a terrible name. Well, now it's going to be a movie. And his wife's in it. Like, you know, his wife's in almost everything he does. But. Oh, and he did um, uh, Alien vs. Predator. We did talk about that. That movie is atrocious. And Death Race 2. And Death Race Beyond Anarchy. <laughs> What's Beyond Anarchy? Civilization. We, we settled <laughs> back down. <laughs> we formed a new government that we agree with. Full circle. Newarchy. We call it we call it life race now. We got something to live for. It's just called race. It's called NASCAR. <laughs> R.I.P. Number three. Gone but not forgotten. This week, folks, we're talking about Danny Boyle's uh, "Sunshine," which is Kendall's pick. Um, and uh, one of just one of my favorite movies, uh, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, so, I do have to give credit where credit is due. Thank the bank for the money. Thank God for you. But I was aided. I was aided in this choice. I, I cannot take credit for this. I really was. Uh, I was drawing a blank when it came to choosing a movie for the series, so I had to have my friends help me out tremendously. So thanks for giving me the idea of Sunshine because I love the movie and I don't know why it didn't come to mind when I was thinking about this. But anyway, continue. Thank you for the um, the inception. Thank you for the Diamond Rio. <laughs> well, um, I got a lot to say about Sunshine, including uh, the, the first time I ever saw it. There's a fun story about that. But oh, I got stories when I saw it too. Ooh, we'll come to it later. Yours is gonna be better than mine. Mine is not very interesting. Like I'm building. Kendall, up. you were there. Was I? Oh yeah. Oh, we, we'll remind you later. Yeah, we Stick teased around. it last week. Somebody else was there too, <laughs> and is currently visible on your camera. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah. Before we can even get Spoiler. into it, we gotta get into them fat deets. Fat, fat, fat deets. Fat, 
Sunshine was released in the U.S. July 20th, 2007. Directed by Danny Boyle, mm-hmm. as we said. Written by Alex Garland. Mm-hmm. With a budget of $40 million. And I see it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Good looking movie. And with a return of $32 million. Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't think. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Uh, because, well, here's the thing. What's really interesting about it is this is a Fox Searchlight Pictures, um, which is like mm-hmm. the indie uh, arm of Fox Studios, which now is just called Searchlight Pictures because Disney owns it. So they pulled the fox out of there. But uh, get the fox out, if you will. But, um, yeah, so $40 million, you know, for, like, the kind of indie arm of, uh, of 20th Century Fox is, is kind of a lot. Um, but uh, it, I don't know. I remember uh, I remember going to see this in a theater uh and I was all jazzed about it. But at this point in time, I'm a huge train spotting fan. I love 28 days later and I loved, um, the beach. So I'm like, I'm primed and ready for this. Like I'm a Danny boy. I'm a Danny Boyle, uh, Alex Garland fan at this point. So like I saw Did, uh, Alex Garland also write the other ones. He wrote the novel that the beach, uh, was based on. Also called the beach. Oh, okay. Um, I believe he wrote Twenty Eight Days Later. I could be wrong about that. Now that I'm, no, I think he wrote Twenty Eight Days Later. Um, so I'm in for this. I see the poster. I see the trailer. I'm like, I'm down. Um, and uh, the night that I saw it was like a, um, I forget. We had to, I had to drive all the way out to like uh, this was back in Memphis. So I had to draw drive all the way out to the Malco in Cordova because it was like a preview screening, and so they had like survey people there with like cards um, that you had to fill out after you saw the film, um, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it, etc. Um, I had to do one of those for the Golden Compass once. Ooh, interesting. And I ripped it a new asshole because that movie sucked. I never saw the Golden Compass. It ain't good. Is it because of all? I do remember a scene in theaters. Is it because I remember uh, that time? Is it because you love Jesus and they, that movie's all like Jesus ain't real? That was it for no, me. No, I'm time. on the I'm on the, the same side as the movie. It's just the movie's terrible. <laughs> it's not good. I want to agree with it, but at the same time, I'm like, yee. <laughs> now, Kendall, He's I know more talking polar bears. 
Kindle, I know you're vastly against the Golden Compass because you're such a huge, uh, uh, you know, God's Not Dead uh, franchise fan, as well as I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I've never seen Golden Compass. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't waste your time. It's um, there's an HBO series that I've heard is very good. It came on last year, but I ain't seen it. Anyway, um, anyway, so I'm I was in for this movie. Um, this was right up my alley at the time um, that it came out because 2007 is what 13 years ago. So I'm 21 when this movie comes out, and this is like, like this is the perfect um, the perfect time for that movie for me because I'm just like way into. <clears throat> cinema air bunnies at the time and um which i still am but now i'm a little more uh you know how it goes when i was like 20 i'm just like i only like cinema not movies an elitist now, maybe yeah a little bit yeah uh in that phase but now um you know i prefer big top peewee over peewee's big adventure because <laughs> that was too commercial <laughs> <laughs> they really got to the emotional depth in Big Top Peewee. Um, no, but this movie was like, this was just one of those movies, um, perfect timing for me when it came out. And it's still one of my favorites. I loved it. When I watched it today, I had a really good time. But um, uh, not surprising that it wasn't like a massive hit, I guess. I It's interesting that it lost money because um, Danny Boyle's kind of, you know, at that time, he's very successful with, with all the movies that I've already mentioned. So um, this one didn't really connect, but I know that people dig it now. Like, I always see people talking about Sunshine. So, um, you know, wasn't a smash hit, but it's a good movie. Well, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, this has been... <laughs> No, all right, let's get into it. So, um, the premise is... Go ahead. Sorry, before we get into it, Doug, did you, since I wasn't here, I'm sorry, did you want to remind me about the first time I guess I saw this? I guess I I have to know what day you're talking about. Well, I don't know if this was the first time you actually saw the movie, but it was the first time I saw the movie. We were all gathered at my house. And uh, you and your dog were there. And as we were trying to watch it, she began to Godzilla vomit all over my floor. And there was a river of vomit. I had to roll my pants up and start cleaning it up. And I missed a giant chunk of the movie. (laughs) I missed. Okay. I missed a giant chunk of the movie because in sheer horror, I raced home and got my carpet (laughs) shampooer so that I could shampoo yes. your rug i felt so horrible and the second we got everything cleaned up uh rug cleaner everything she began to violently shit in my kitchen floor <laughs> so we were we were changing rooms so it was just uh it was a diarrhea vomit party while <laughs> everyone else Those watched the favorite. movie <laughs> so uh, i i've seen party. 20 minutes of sunshine before this but every time someone mentions mentions Danny Boyle Sunshine, I think of vomit and diarrhea. How so that was a traumatic and my dear friend people. for me. Like we hadn't been friends very long at that point. And 
Was that the first time you've ever been to my house? No, or no. probably one of the one of the first times. I mean, because I had Loki. I mean, I got Loki from y'all, so I would have. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I would have been to your house numerous times. Yeah, but Loki does, was really that. young, and I that was very traumatic for me. I still think about it sometimes. <laughs> it's very weird that I never thought again about what movie was playing at the time. Completely blocked the movie out. Too traumatic. It's burned in the dust. Sunshine, brain. indeed. Um, ain't no sunshine. Ain't no sunshine, folks. Um, I was not so, there for that. Yeah, this is the point in time where I was probably working in that warehouse, probably 60, 70 hours a week. So I didn't know. I, I think you, you were still at your job before that, and you just had to work that night. This was early. This is when Sunshine just came out on video. I don't know because um, I did not work Tuesdays and Thursdays at Schnooks. It was when I went to. Uh, it was when I went to the. Bread I think warehouse. this was on a Saturday, dude. Maybe I don't know. I missed. There was a big chunk of time where I was just working all the time. So it was definitely a weekend. I know that for sure. You guys never forget that fucking shit fest. <laughs> Literal <laughs> shit fest. And it was funny because our friend Matt had just left. Had just and, uh, shit I got, And I, just te- I texted him. I was like, man, you missed the fireworks. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, <man>. Amazing. <laughs> and that's sunshine, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> what movie are you watching when a dog vomited a river in your house? Write us at TCR. And it was a slap in the face because the reason that she vomited is because she ate all of your dog's food out of the bowl. <laughs> dogs oh, are dumb. God. They are. Well, um, this movie is Kick about it. this. <laughs> <laughs> um, this the premise of the movie gets set up uh, just right at the top. Like our son is dying. So the conceit of the film here is that the sun is going out and they're going to jump start it like with jumper cables, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, totally fine. Gets us into outer space. Um, basically, the sun is dying. The earth is freezing. They have a um, they have a large payload of nuclear weapons built into like one giant super bomb. Um, that they are going to send into the sun and ignite. And if it works, it's all very theoretical, um, it will reignite the sun and save the human race, which, you know, in 2007, maybe we thought was still worth saving. But now, not so sure. <laughs> not, not so sure. Just let that thing fizzle. I'm ready for that sun to be turned off. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too hot. You know, it's September already. I could use a break. Turn the light off already, Tombo yeah. Dett. <laughs> yes. Stop it. Is Tombo Dett God and they're just that's what Motel Six commercials are all about? Life. Yep. We'll leave the light on for you. Um <laughs> uh, it's shit, worth man. noting that uh, this is the second mission. The first mission yes. was failed. Yeah, they failed. Second mission of the Icarus project, which uh very event horizon inspired um there's some event horizon moments in this film i noticed Indeed. Today. 
Um, all right, so we're going to restart this on giant payload of nukes. Uh, then you get the opening title card score. Very effective in this movie. I like the score. Um, throughout the whole movie, there's key moments where it's very, very strong, um, throughout the film, but here, here, right at the beginning, uh, really great score. Um, and, uh, we don't, there's none of the, which I also liked about event horizon, um, I like when a movie's like, uh, these people are in space for this reason, and here they are. It's not like, I don't need to see everyone on Earth, like, saying goodbye to their mama and stuff like that. Like, let's just fucking get, let's get to the yeah, adventure. Let's focus here. We don't give a shit about the people back on Earth that are all like, I don't know. Yeah. What are we going to do without Pop-Tarts? Exactly. <laughs> like, you don't see Earth. <laughs> Pop tarts weren't going away, Doug. You don't know that. They rely on the Earth's sun. I like to bake my son, bake my pop tarts in the sun like a pie on a windowsill. Yeah. Um, I know that's where they cool the pies. Everybody, chill the fuck out. I don't think they're baking them on the windowsill. We're already getting letters. <laughs> Listen, idiot. <laughs> You just try to make a goddamn pie on the windowsill, you fucking fool. <laughs> you fucked up pies and pop tarts in one sentence. Fuck you. Yeah. Fucking dumbass. I'm never listening to this show again. Five stars. <laughs> oh, oh y'all, I think I think we might have a space madness. <laughs> Ooh. Already, it's very fitting because we're we're ranting in space. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, the first scene we get is uh, Doctor Searle, uh, played by Cliff Curtis. Who, if you don't know Cliff Curtis, he's in, I mean, just about every movie that's ever been made. He, yeah, he's in every other movie. <laughs> yeah, he is in a lot of stuff, and he's really great. Like, um, yeah, he's awesome. He's such a great actor, and he's always, like, I don't know, like, he, even this part's very small, but very impactful, and um, I, I really dig him. He's, like, in this film, he's, like, really, um, well, the whole crew, obviously, they're, they're scientists and astronauts, and they care about the mission, but this guy's, like, really into the sun, uh, and uh, likes... Obsessed, for sure. Yeah, he is obsessed with the sun, and there's a few moments of it, for sure, but... We get our first taste of it here. There's like an observation deck where they can view the sun. And there are um, shades like on the, you know, the glass or whatever. I don't know how you want to describe it. But um, they have filters that will allow however much sunlight in. And um, he's looking at the sun at like 2% sunlight. And he wants to go to 4 and the computer's like, you will be completely blind if you... If you see the sun at 4%. Yeah, your eyes will melt from your skull. Not a good idea. Um, So he ends up going for like 3.1% or something like that. And it's like so bright. But he's like, he later describes it as uh, showering in in light. Um, He's just, I don't know. The guy's got a real, guy's got a real sun fetish. You know those guys. You know. I know. It was... Um, it may not have been as subtle to you guys as it was to me, but, um, it wasn't really pointed out. He's got like sunspots all yes. over his face. <clears throat> like yeah. his, his 
skin is terribly damaged by the sun. And as the film goes he on, just keeps back for more. As the film goes on, he's like sunburnt, yeah. or his skin's like mm-hmm. very dark, and and he starts the, picking at it and shit like yeah. an addict. Yep. Ooh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Um, we get the uh, we get the you know the Big Brother confessional videos. Uh, where they're recording messages uh, to go back home. This is a trope of most space movies. Recording. Well, they hit a, an area of space where they're like, you know what, we our satellites are going to be kind of hazy. So if you got any messages for back home, send them now because we won't be zone. able to. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So and Killian Murphy, uh, you know his character. Just can't get his fucking video right. He's got to record it 65 times. Um, Real quick. Is yes. it Killian or Stillian? I've heard it both ways. I I've, think always heard, I've always said Stillian. I, I think it's Killian, but Killian. I, have, I don't know. I've heard it both ways. Well, I think it's stupid that his name is Kappa because... It sounds a lot like Captain, and it I don't think that should have been his fucking name in this movie. Continue. It, it Sorry. does. Boom. Could Take that, him. Danny Boyle. Yeah. What have you ever done besides win an Oscar? Mm-hmm. Stupid. Um, Ruin pop tarts, and you give him a stupid name. <laughs> um, yeah, Kappa is difficult because it does sound like Captain. So there's times where they're like, Kappa, and you're like, oh, wait, you're not the Captain. I don't really know if there's times like that, but it is confusing. Um, And he delivers the line to his family, if you wake up one morning and it's a particularly beautiful day, uh, then you'll know that we made it. So basically, their whole mission is like theoretical. Like maybe this bomb will help, maybe it won't. Um, And then uh, Captain America gets mad because he took too long recording his message and they have a boy fight. Uh... The first of Mm -hmm. a couple of boy fights that they have. And for some reason, uh, Chris Evans has longer hair at the beginning of the movie. And at some point, uh, undecided, his character's like, I need to trim this up for the rest of this movie. (laughs) He he was told to get a haircut. Do what? He was told to get a haircut. Oh, did that happen? I missed that. By the captain. Oh, God. Not Kappa. Oh, but the captain. Yeah, well, they've been on that shit for God knows how long, and uh, his hair has just grown out. He's got a giant beard, and he was like, "Hey, uh, shave your head, but also leave." Oh, Doug, you disconnected for a second, and he's back, and we're back. Um, All right, I literally did nothing. <laughs> she just disappeared and came back. Um, you know how the, I do. Hinder the dead zone. Um, but anyway, the captain was all like, yeah, man, you need to, after that fight with Kappa, yeah, there was like, dude, chill out, get your hair cut and go on the holodeck for like an hour. That's right. And also shave all your hair, but leave your sideburns like abnormally long to where it's distracting to look at most of the time. Just saying. That's his personal statement. Yeah. Sideburns were weird. Um, I did like the, go ahead. Sorry. Can Go I say it. that I get all these white Chris's mixed up? Oh, there's a lot there's of white Chris. Chris's. Except for Pratt. I can always remember him because Andy Dwyer. But Evans, Pine, 
Evans. Pine. I don't know. <laughs> Hemsworth. You forgot Pine. Hemsworth. Okay, I do know. I do know Hemsworth. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You're and right. Evans. Look, if you're white and you're handsome and your name's Chris, you're probably gonna do. You're probably gonna do well in the world. Um, I don't. You're white. I don't think they're hate. You've been athletic. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> you got a big ass face. Woo! The boy's face is large. Um. All right. Well, Chris Evans. Here's the thing about Chris Evans. I was thinking about. He had this whole career like pre. Captain America where he made a shit ton of stuff like Chris Evans was in a lot of movies um, but just for the last Fantastic Four (laughs) that's true Um, but he was like he was working a lot so he was already like a name and then he becomes Captain America and that's I mean he's done a couple of smaller movies since then but for the last decade this dude has been Captain America so it's weird to like dip back into this time where I'm like oh yeah you had this whole other like career trajectory before that ever happened to you it's it was just really interesting to see a pre-captain america chris evans at this point um but he's great that's america's ass as we all know Mm -hmm. um let's see uh the calming chamber doug you mentioned i like the danger room i think that's really uh the holodeck i think that's really cool Mm mm-hmm um, you know, they just play images of things to calm me down. So mine would just be like, you know, butt cheeks and baconators. Biscuits. Yeah, baconators. <laughs> butt, butt cheeks and biscuits. Butt cheeks and biscuits and bacon and butt. <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. Um, let's see. Oh, I like the. G- I like the guy who's like listening to space sounds late at night and he's like to really focus he has to put his head into the sound beam. Uh I thought that, <laughs> <laughs> that made me It was this was the, the the only moment of the movie where I was like, This is stupid. I think there's another moment for me. I don't know what it is, but I I feel like I made a note where I laughed at something else. But um, let me hear the light better by sticking my face into it. And then he replays it, and he was like, "Look, it, it turns out it's a um, a, a distress beacon from the first Icarus, the Icarus but he movie. plays it, and it's just random space noises with a a whistle or something. It's like, here, listen to the space disco. Yeah." <laughs> And so, here's the here's the here's the tale as old as time. Story, folks. yeah. <laughs> um, the second ship on the mission gets a distress signal from the first ship on the mission, and then they start deciding whether or not they should go after it. Um, and Chris Evans, um, you know, he's kind of a hard ass, and and he's hard to love, but he's got the mission. You know, everything's about the mission for him. So, uh, everyone wants to Mm -hmm. go check on the Icarus one and see if anyone could have survived, even though it's been, um, wasn't it like seven years? Seven, seven years. That's how long the event horizon was missing too, by the way. (gasps) I'm just saying. Uh, but Dr. Searle, uh, the sunbather, uh, he sells them on it, um, in a more scientific way where he's saying, look, our payload is theoretical, so we don't know if it'll work. But if we go get the other ship, then we have two bombs. 
And so that's a second chance. But, like, if the first bomb didn't work, I don't know what that second bomb was going to do. But, um, you know, that that's when they decide two bombs is better than one. So they're going to go... They're going to go after the Icarus one. They're going to adjust their course um, and meet up with the with the first ship. Mm-hmm. Um, again, no, at one point it becomes completely necessary because they lose their oxygen stores. That's true. Well, that's coming <laughs> up. Um, again, I just wrote love the score here again. There was like a big piece of score like as they're just transitioning through scenes that I really liked um, we get the red alert alarm going off uh, something's wrong mm-hmm. um, and I think and I'm not for sure but I think one of the crew members might have fucked up um, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Wong from Doctor Strange uh, is the uh, is one that of was the, him wasn't it yes um, right. he's one of the uh, crew members on the ship and, and he goes through everything he changed the trajectory and changed the fuel and blah 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 but part of the ship's design is there's this big shield that reflects away the sun so it doesn't just burn up the the ship because the the heat from the sun is so so strong and he changed everything about their mission except he didn't change the angle on the shielding because they're coming in from a different trajectory so now the sun has like burned up part of the ship and and so this creates a uh, a plot device where a couple of them have to go out onto the surface of the ship and uh, repair it manually um so it's going to be the captain Mm -hmm. and kappa who is volunteered by chris evans captain america is like i volunteer kappa to go and then everyone's all like "Ooh, no he didn't (laughs) Oh, plot twist, motherfucker! He just shamalaned everybody. Um, let's <gasps> see. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so they have to go out onto the surface. Um, let's see. Uh, meanwhile, uh, unbeknownst to everybody, a part of the damaged ship is acting like a giant magnifying glass. So every time it rotates. The sunlight is shining through it and setting the uh, oxygen garden on fire. Kindle, which you mentioned a second ago. Um, they have a, uh, a garden. They call the oxygen garden. It's full of plants and trees that create oxygen for the ship. And so they'll use that um, on their, you know, their return trip home. Because the idea is that they'll get back home. But we all know better. If you've seen a space movie, uh, nobody goes home. Nobody. Unless you're fucking Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. No, ben, that's If you got that big face. <laughs> that big face can get through the, the Earth's atmosphere. Face. Yeah, just... <laughs> it's just... There's just so much of it. Okay. It's working out for him, though. Beautiful women love that big face. <laughs> that basketball movie's on HBO now. If y'all, I know. I've I've been threatening to watch that this whole pandemic. I'm gonna <laughs> Who do you it. Been threatening. <laughs> been threatening to watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Don't say I won't. Yeah, <laughs> dare me that I won't. And people are like, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't care about this. 
<laughs> Why is he so aggressive about this movie? Um, all right. Yeah. So the, uh, the oxygen garden catches on fire. The ship, uh, takes control over, uh, the ship takes back control. Like, so they can no longer manually pilot the ship and it's changing trajectory, which is going to put, uh, Kappa and the captain, very confusing, um, in direct sunlight. Um, so now they have to finish repairing the hull of the ship and get back inside before they get burned alive. Um, which uh, the captain quite intense. It is. It's super intense. And uh, the captain sends Kappa back. He's like, I can handle this. You know, he's a good captain. This guy. Um, Very good captain. Another great character actor. There's been a ton of stuff. He's in Westworld and uh, The Last Samurai and uh, just a shit ton of other stuff. He's he's really great. Um, and then we get the very intense moment of outrunning the sunlight, which I like quite a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, Kappa makes it, but the captain he's just he just doesn't have time, so he turns around, and then we get this great moment with Doctor Sewell, who's so obsessed with the sunlight um, that as the captain is about to burn alive, Sewell is like in his in his earpiece, like asking him what he can see um, in the sunlight because he's just just screaming like, "What do you see? Describe it to me. What do you see?" Yeah, and it's like. Well, it's the sun, bro. So, not seeing much. Actual line of dialogue. Yeah. That's <laughs> what so the captain said. It's the sun, bro. And then he just like rockets right into the flames. Um, and then he, he just bursts. He does. Um, that wall of, of sunlight uh, just really... Uh, one of the things about this movie is there are tons of really uh, just beautiful visuals. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's a good looking movie. Um, and that, that wall of sunlight moving across the hull of that ship as it engulfs the captain is just uh, really intense and and uh, amazing to look at. It's a beautiful movie. I really recommend you watch it. And a lot of these like near miss intense moments. Yeah, it's really good. Like, so as the flames like eat the captain, like Kappa is able to like duck under like the shield of the like the whatever that fucking reflector is, just in time. Nail biter. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have no choice but to go after the Icarus one. We got a new captain, uh, Captain Weiner is what I call him, because oof. Harvey yeah, he sucks. This guy? Yeah, Harvey yeah. is a... I don't like Harvey. Ooh, he's a square man. He's an L7 wiener. <laughs> L7 weenie. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's not enough oxygen... <laughs> there's not enough oxygen to reach the payload. But um, it's brought up that if three people die... Um, we'll have enough. We'll have Bye enough guys. to make it. Yeah. And one guy's already suicidal, so they're just like, just let that... Let's, let's kill just, this guy. Let's just let that play out. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll only have to get rid of two more. Um, so they... Um, but So now so, they have to go to the Icarus 1 to find not only the payload, but to see if they have oxygen that they can, they can move to the other ship, or if they can commandeer the Icarus 1. Uh, 
Um, so they get to the abandoned ship. It's dusty as hell. Like somebody's not been keeping up with that Space at all. Space dust. Oh yeah. yeah. So something I noted here that skeeved me out. Um, when they point out there's a bunch of dust, someone says dust is eighty percent human skin. Oh yeah. I was just like, yeah, that's true. Well, they some dead some bitches on that uh, mm. spaceship too. They sure. So is. they breathe in all kinds of ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dead space ass, which is the name of my yep. movie. Nobody. That's my. That's my second <laughs> album's coming out this fall. <laughs> Dead space ass. Let me pop open this Lacroix here, folks. We're not sponsored by them. <laughs> you don't know. I got my own deal going on. Um. All right. Let's see. Um, so they're on the abandoned ship. It's dirty. Right away, I would have been like, ew. It's dirty. Yeah. Just <laughs> it's so dirty. Nobody's keeping this thing clean. They find nope. a creepy video. Doug, as we've discussed, never good. Never a good nope. thing. I thought find. he was going to speak Latin there for a second, but he didn't. <laughs> I said there's no Latin spoke. Um, they do find the creepy video, um, and the, and they make, Note of this video was recorded six and a half years ago, but now all the crew is dead. There's some very good, like, oh, well, um, they make a note and they're like, This was recorded six and a half years ago, yes. and they're like, Didn't everybody die seven years ago? Yes, there's some, there's some, good, <laughs> there's some good misdirect here where it's not like it's not clear right away that anybody is, is left alive on this crew. So they, they do a good, I think they do a pretty good job about um, keeping that secret for a little bit. They do find out that the ship was, uh, oh, in the video, uh, in the spooky video, uh, the captain or whoever says, uh, it's not our place to challenge God. So why are we reigniting the sun? The sun's dying out, which is God's plan. Um, you know, God's got a purpose for all of us folks. And if, if it's for the sun to die out, it's not for us to go restart it. That's vanity. Hubris. Um, but they also find out the ship's been sabotaged, folks. And uh, it cannot fly. So there's nothing. In, and Chris Evans is like, oh, the fucking mission. Like, <laughs> oh, my sideburns are tingling. I'm so mad. <laughs> um, Dr. Searle finds the crew there in the viewing room. Um, and they, uh, they burn themselves to death with, uh, no, they all, they all huddled, huddled together and just kiss everyone's ass goodbye. They were just cinders. Yeah. They got fucking bright lighted to death. No filter. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Suddenly the ships which were docked together become broken apart. Some space accident, air bunnies. And uh, yeah, so uh, then now this part is also very intense. They decide that um, there's only one spacesuit. They can only send one person back to the main ship. Um, and Chris Evans is like, we're sending Kappa back because he's the only person that knows how to operate the fucking payload. 
Um, and that's the mission. And Chris Evans is very dedicated to the mission, which is what I do like about his character. Because he's like kind of a dick, but he's like, hey, look, we got a job to do. I'm here to do my job. Mm-hmm. I respect the guy who gets his job done. Um, but the new captain, Captain Weenie, uh, he demands that he's going to get the spacesuit because he's the captain and he's scared. Um, and then Chris Evans comes up with this fucking. <laughs> he acts so childish right oh here, God, and like he pulls he pulls it off really well too. He's, he's just really like, good. Oh, just suit and his face is shaking. Like, I'm gonna tell my mom. Yeah, if you don't give me that suit, I'm telling. And pretty much everyone else in the movie is like, "Yo, we are dying in space. Like this is, you're the only fool who thinks we're going home." Um, but Chris Evans comes up with this plan that they're going to blast through space with no spacesuits. Um, and very intense moment where uh, you know they're wrapping themselves in like the lining of the walls. Reynolds wrap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, his name brand stuff. That shit's going to work. So they basically turn themselves into tinfoil mummies and jump out with uh, Kappa. <laughs> they do. This is too... I like how these space movies are all connected. Like Life Force and uh, uh, Event Horizon had some connections. Rocket Man. And now... Yeah, that's right. And now <laughs> Event... Horizon and Sunshine have these connections of uh, little things, but it's like the person going out of the airlock with no fucking spacesuit on that happened in both movies. Yep. So it should be noted also that uh, Kappa, uh, the reason that Chris Evans' character like fought for him to be the one in the suit is because he's the one, again, because his character is super dedicated to... What is his name? I cannot remember his name. I don't know his name um, either. I just keep calling him America's people, ass. America's ass is so dedicated to this mission. Um, Cap is the only one that knows how to operate the detonator for the, yes. the payload. Um, so he is dead set on protecting him at all costs and yeah. not the new captain. Even though we, they hate each other. This is a good bit of character yeah. work here because these guys don't fucking like each other. But Evans is so committed yeah. to the mission that he's willing to sacrifice himself to save this guy because this is the only guy who can pull it off. Without a thought. Like, he's yeah. just like, okay, there's one suit. All right, we got to send this guy. There was no it's, thinking about it. It's very, very good character work. I like it a lot. I like the fact that they don't like each other either. It's not like this... You know, it's not just like, hey, we're best friends in space. Um, you know, this is like, he fucking can't stand this guy. But he's he's very, you know, he, he understands the, he understands the importance of saving humanity here. Uh, and his character's name is James Mace, the Mace. ship's engineer. Mace. Mace. They do call him Mace. Um, all right. <laughs> his character's name is James Mace, the ship's engineer. Is that his full name? <laughs> yes. Um, all right. They, uh, the whole, so this whole scene plays out. They, uh, oh, they, first of all, that one of them has to stay behind, and Dr. Searle's like, it's gonna be me. Um, it's gonna be me. Yeah. Uh, Searle decides. Is Dr. Searle? Dr. Searle, yeah. Oh. That just sounds like how my dad says cereal. (laughs) Searle. (laughs) 
Go fetch you some cereal. <laughs> well, Doctor Doctor Cereal, um, <laughs> that's his name now. <laughs> that's his name. He volunteers to stay behind, so he blows the fucking the hatch in the in the uh, airlock, and uh, our three our three characters go rocketing out into space. Now Harvey's bitch ass immediately just gets bumped and f- just flies off into space. He fucking just floats off into nothing. He eats shit and then the he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and he freezes and suffocates at the same time, which has got to be. Which was, it was super cool looking too. It was. It's got to be. That's got to be an awful way to die. <laughs> oh man! Real quick. Yeah. Like um. My biggest fear in life is is water and drowning in in said water. I just yeah. don't. I hate water. Yeah, I understand. This that. gave me the same feeling, but like the space version of that. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of moments where I'm just all like, "Ugh." Let me tell you something. This, ugh, yeah, no, hey, and that was one of them. And we can digress for a moment. There are certain ways that I like. I don't want to die ever, but um, there's certain ways that I never want to die. Like if I'm gonna die, I really hope it's very like. I hope I just fall asleep and never wake up, or I explode because I feel like that'll be really fast too. Um, I don't want to like. I don't want to drown. Yeah, I want to explode. I've talked about this for like a decade now. Exploding is the way I want to yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> Doug's heard it before. Um. I want to be killed in a speed of light test. All right. That's how wackadoo I am. Let's go. Let's there you continue. Go. We talked like about that. this, I think. But I don't want to ever drown or burn or suffocate in any way because it's like, that feels like not only are you panicking, but you know, as it's happening, oh, I'm going to die. Like, even yes. if it's, even if it's <gasps> 20 seconds, it's got to be the longest 20 seconds of all time. Like, yep. you're just like, I'm dying. I'm dying right now. This is it. I'm dying. Like, I don't want to think about any of that. I just don't want to, like, I just want to cease to exist. That'd be, that'd be ideal for me. So, yes, this is like space drowning, and I'm not a fan of it. And it freaks me out. Yep. All Didn't like it at all. No, all that to say I'm on the same page with you, but. Um, so, while fucking... Harvey Weenie's like freezing in outer space. Uh, Doctor Searle goes to the um, like the where the rest of the people died on the observation deck. And, uh, and like in this last like bit of obsession, like before he decided to stay, he did. I don't know if y'all caught this, but uh, when he saw the group huddled together from the Icarus One, he said, "Oh, they saw the light." Like. That's what he he wanted to do. I don't know. Just yeah, he's obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. So he sits yeah. right next to like these, you know, mum, like these fucking just dusty mummies, and um, the observation deck is being blocked by the hull of the Icarus too. So once they kind of like move away from it, then the sun starts to. They're no longer blocking the sun, and uh, Doctor Searle just dude just got bright to death. Like that's that's basically what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he just gets swallowed up by the light, and it's just like, and he got happy though, man. He did. He was into it. You could tell. He was just like, I don't know. There's something very like later on. There's a character that says that they've been talking to God. Um, so 
you know, and there were like, you know, there were whole people that like worshipped the sun uh, throughout history. So, you know, it's just a big ball of light and people would get very enamored with it every once in a while. Um, alright, Captain America thinks that, uh, oh, so when they get back to the ship, um, it, it's determined that, um, you know, somebody manually disconnected those two ships, um, and they believe that it's Troy, again, this is a very nice misdirect for thinking that anybody survived on that other ship, um, it's very well done. Um, they, they believe it's Trey, by the way, not Troy. I'm sorry. I couldn't read my own handwriting. Um, it's Trey. Trey was the one who was like, I fucked up. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was so upset. Um, so they believe that he like manually broke the ships apart and now they gotta, they gotta take care of him. And then our oxygen gardener. Uh, reminded us. By the way, she let her oxygen garden burn up. So if somebody's got to die, shouldn't it be her? Because now you don't have any oxygen to keep track of anymore. So you know, you should just you should get out of here. Your job burned. So also, by the way, we didn't talk about this, but when the oxygen garden went up, she's in this like glass corridor. It like leads into the oxygen chamber. So it's this amazing shot of her in with these glass walls that are just completely like engulfed in flames. It just looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. It's just a cool. There's tons of those shots in this movie. There's just a lot of really cool looking like uh, cinematography in in this flick. Um, but she reminds everybody, hey, two of us died, and like I said, if three of us die. We got enough air to finish the mission, so maybe we should all just kill Trey. Um, so then they vote on it. Uh, they call a vote whether or not they're going to kill Trey. And it has to be unanimous, except that it's not. Because Cassie, uh, played by Rose Byrne, by the way, who's randomly in this movie. Um, she's like, no, if you need my vote, you can't have it. And then Chris Evans is like, all right, well... We're going to kill him anyway. I gave you a chance to be part of the team. But <laughs> we got to, you know, but he's dead set on the mission. Like, he doesn't want to kill Trey. Mm-hmm. Like, he likes this guy. He feels bad for him. But, um, you know, it's his fault that they're all messed up. So they're going to have to, you know. But doesn't matter because Trey already took care of himself. Uh, he went. And, uh, well, Chris Evans goes Trey hunting. He, he grabbed sure a knife does. and he's out to fucking get his ass. He's got that fucking. It's a scalpel, but it's like electric and it fucking twirls. Space scalpel. Space scalpel. Yeah, of course. It's like the ones in Jason X. It is, but um, he finds Trey in the fucking hollow deck, the danger room, uh, looking at pictures of birds, and and Trey had slit his own wrists, so. Everything's resolved. They've got enough air to get to the sun. <laughs> that takes care of that. Yeah, he was, you know what? He was kind enough to just off himself, and then we didn't have to, you know, we didn't have to. <laughs> Thanks, Trey. Uh, he was, uh, Captain America was committed to doing what had to be done, but he didn't have to, luckily. Um, Let's see. Uh, oh, there's a boy fight, too. Um. I don't remember what this one was about, but um, 
Killian Murphy and uh, Kappa and Captain America have another fight in the hallway. Um, but they I get. I don't remember. And then they fall over because there's barely any oxygen and they're very winded. Yeah, they can't. Um, I, I started to write, boy, they got winded fast. These guys are out of shape. But then I realized, oh, there's not, they don't have a lot of oxygen. So I marked it out. But I wanted to bring it up so you guys would know how dumb I was for a movie I've seen like 10 times. Idiot. Yeah. Um, then just randomly Kappa starts talking to his computer and he's like, I better check the oxygen just in case. Um, and then the computer's like, the crew is dying. And he's like, yeah, we know. Um, and she's like, you don't have enough, uh, air to reach your destination. And he was like, no, we have enough air for four crew members. And she's like, well, there are five crew members. Dun, dun, dun. What? Yes, it was like four Space people. Space that, twist. That's right. <laughs> that, that's the original name of the film, <laughs> but they felt like it would give it away. So. <laughs> Come on, oh baby, let's do space twist. Sorry. That's amazing because I was thinking Space Jam, but Space Twist. <laughs> Welcome to the twist. <laughs> I like that we Come all had on our... and twist. You <laughs> I'm so happy that we each had a different song in mind for Space Twist. <laughs> what a great show. Over. Um, Continue, sorry. There's an unknown fifth crew member and... Uh, uh, that's right um, Kappa's like I better find out where this person is the computer tells him uh, he's on the, the viewing deck or whatever so he goes down there and there's some fucking like Freddy Krueger looking motherfucker in there um, and he's got the he's got the blinds pulled up and he's just sunbathing like a freak um just, I mean, I don't know how he's been like sitting in direct sunlight for seven years and he hasn't died of skin cancer. I find that very suspicious. But, um, yeah, he's fucking weird looking. And then, um, they also do this thing where every time he's on screen, like the film just like jumps around and like gets all shaky and weird. So you don't ever really get a good look at him. Um, well, it's Mark Strong. Is it really? Yeah. I don't I think I knew that. I didn't know that either. And I've, I've seen this movie a bunch. And it, he was the pilot or uh, captain of the Icarus One. I knew that. I just never, I never even looked to see who it was. And his, his naked Bernie Aston snuck aboard and he's tearing <laughs> up shit. <laughs> captain Rur has arrived. <laughs> because God told him to fucking stop your ass. <laughs> Naked bird ass. <laughs> I said, don't look at the <laughs> too, late. too late. She done got a sunburn. <laughs> oh, if they call him the rent. 
<laughs> his fucking skin is all burnt. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. If there's a sun shining around, he'll be streaking around. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone listening to this know who Ray Stevens is? I don't know, but goddamn. In space, they can't hear you streak. <laughs> Why hasn't he done a sequel like that? Ray Ste- I'm going to write Ray Stevens. <laughs> like, hey, well, we got your sequel. <laughs> I know it's 40 years too late. Have you seen But in the age of reboots. <laughs> hear me out, Mr. <laughs> In an age of IP, people don't want original ideas. They just want you to remake the same old shit over and over again. Yeah. Street 2020. <laughs> they call him the Rurt. <laughs> when he said his naked bird ass did snuck up. <laughs> Well, he did. He didn't. He didn't tore all that shit up because he's all like, "God sent me here," and he's mad. He wants his son to be burnt the fuck <sighs> out. Leave it alone. Oh man. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh god. All right. So Captain Rurnt, um, <laughs> he chases Kappa into um, an airlock and, and locks him in there. So now Kappa's trapped. A- after he slashes his, his mm. chest. He's got the fucking, yeah, he's got the fucking twirly. He smashed his chode. Slashed his chest. Oh, <laughs> he smashed his chode, too. He's got the fucking twirly scalpel. Um, mm-hmm. Slices uh, Kappa, locks him in the the, the air airlock. Um, and then he also sabotaged the coolant tanks that the ship's computer um, stays in. Now, it's very important to note that Chris Evans dropped a wrench in those coolant tanks at the beginning of the film. And just putting his hand in the coolant for like a split second. A half a second to snatch it back up. His hand froze. And burned, his, burned his fucking hand all up. So that's important to yeah. know. Um. Meanwhile, uh, the air lady finds uh, one plant left alive, but she gets fucking stabbed in the back by fucking Captain Rurnt. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and so now she's dead. So this is this is the interesting part of the movie where, um, like, with, with 20 minutes of the movie left, it turns into a slasher movie where there's this fucking yeah. naked burnt guy running around killing everybody. Um, Much like The Burning, if you've ever seen that. I haven't. But he's not naked. Oh, he's well, burned as hell, though. Well, then why am I watching? Um, <laughs> I don't, never mind. I don't know what I was going to say. Um, Captain America decide, Mace decides he's going to jump into the coolant to uh, repair it and save the computer. So, like I said, earlier in the film, he sticks his hand in there for just a second. It burns, but like he submerges his whole body in this coolant. Again, this guy is committed to the cause like he like he's gonna finish this mission if it kills him and it will unfortunately he's dead set on saving humanity man 
He even comes out. Now, this was the part that I thought was really impressive. He comes out of the coolant and, like, contacts Kappa. And he's like, you know, you got to set the bomb off, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he goes back into the coolant. Like, he's already, like, shivering and dying. Well, he's got three or four tanks that he has to repair. Yeah. And so I thought it was, I thought that was very impressive that knowing how bad it was going to hurt, um, he went back in there. He's just very, I don't know. I like this character a lot. Um, meanwhile, Killian Murphy, uh, Kappa gets into one of these spacesuits um, because he's going to have to eject the, the, the payload from the rest of the ship. And then he's going to have to jump from the ship to the, the payload. It was a very intense scene. The The score is intense. It's very dramatic. But tell me you didn't giggle when he fucking fell down in that spacesuit while he's running through the hallway. Because I got, I got real tickled. Oh, yeah. Because it looks like a giant frog. And he's like, and he just well, like... Well, real quick, before we get there, um, he's being chased by... Uh, Captain Rurt. Yes. And he jumps in that airlock and jumps in that suit. It turns into a Scooby-Doo episode for like a split second. It does. And like <laughs> Captain Rurt runs by him and he's like goes back and looks and he's like, wait a minute. It's, that's it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Captain America gets fucking pinned in the coolant tank between like one of the computers that's like submerging into the coolant and... Uh, yeah, his legs trapped in it. Yeah, and he and he dies there. Um. Okay. Let's see. Yeah the the scene where he propels himself from the ship to the to the separated payload very very incredible. Um, the score is fucking huge and it just looks amazing and it's just a great scene. Really cool. Um. Then he gets inside the... Now, inside the payload looks really interesting. Um, like, I don't know how to describe it, but uh, Carrie's in there, and she's being held captive uh, by Captain Runt, and then uh, Kappa finds him and rips the fucking skin off of his arm. Um, but doesn't... Uh, I mean, they still fall off the edge. I don't really know what the what the point was there. Um, anyway, the whole point is Kappa gets cool ins- gore effect. Yeah, it was cool though. It looked good. Again, he looks like Freddy Krueger. I mean, like that's the effect. It looks like he's pulling like you know the women with the like the Audrey Hepburn gloves that go all the way up to her that's elbow. Right. He's like pulling it off of his arm. That's right. Um, and then they fall down. Uh, this place is, I don't know, the design of this thing is really cool, but it's weird. Um, and it looks then, like floor to ceiling, like all four walls of the gigantic room were covered in like mortuary drawers. That's what it looks like to me. That is what it looks like. But then they yeah. fall like so far that gravity seems to change. So like where the fucking Captain Runt is like looking down at them, they're looking like straight ahead of him. I don't know. Gravity seems to be weird inside this bomb. Uh, Kappa goes inside the bomb, sets it off, and starts filling up with light. There's another really cool shot where um, the fucking the explosion stops like right in his face, and he, you know, 
he's like reaches out to touch it and stuff. And then uh, we cut back home and we got some sunlight, brother. Sun gets a little brighter. Well, you cut back to Earth and there's a little girl like building a snowman and the camera like pans up. You see the Sydney Opera House and it's Australia has frozen over. Yep. And then all of a sudden the clouds part and there here comes the sun. Didn't do do. That's right. And that's the end of the movie. And you get that piece of dial you get that piece of like voiceover again where he's like if you look up and it happens to be a particularly beautiful day and then you know we've made it. And you know that they did it. They saved the world. Yep. The end. The end. Um I like this movie a lot, man. Um It's one of my favorite Danny Boyle movies. It's one of my favorite Alex Garland movies. Um it's cool, man. I haven't watched it in years, and it, it really held up. I really loved it a lot. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Excuse me. A whole bunch. How'd you like watching it without dog barf and shit, Doug? Well, it wasn't the same. You know, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I got to the part, and I was like, you know, I should be cleaning up vomit right now. But no, this is it's a great movie. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It, the actors are just killing it. They're crushing yeah. it. Um, the cinematography cast. is is uh, some of the best I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, I'm not a Danny Boyle fan. I don't like any of his movies, but this one, this one is great. <laughs> I'm not. Twenty eight days later is overrated. Train spotting is overrated. Throw all the rocks you want. That shit, it just, I don't care. I don't care for it. Just two of my favorite movies ever, but that's fine. <laughs> that's hey, whatever. <laughs> this is two of my favorite movies of all time. That's okay. Yeah, good stuff. Sunshine's great. Two thumbs up. Enthusiastic. Four thumbs up. Six, I guess. All right. That's six <laughs> thumbs up. TCR. We don't own that, but we're doing the thumbs now. Suck it. Mm-hmm. Ebert, you should have stayed alive, bro. All right. Um, <laughs> let me tell you this. <laughs> Why you got to suck, man? So the RogerEbert.com still reviews movies, which is fine. But what you what they do? The RogerEbert.com. It's RogerEbert.com, but the the website still reviews movies under that name, which is totally fine. I totally get it. However. I don't like when they're used in advertisements for movies where they're just like, this is like, you know, cinema at its highest form, and then that's the quote, and then under it just says Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert didn't see this fucking movie. Roger Ebert's fucking dead. So, um... They're saying the website name. Yes, but they're like not Rotten putting... Tomatoes. Yes, but they're not disgusting. putting... Yes, but they're not putting RogerEbert.com on there. They're put, That's the name of our of our website now. Um, they're not putting RogerEbert.com on there. It looks like Roger Ebert has reviewed this movie from the grave and, and is proclaiming it very good or very bad. So I I don't know. I just think that's gross. Uh, do the people who know who that is know he's dead and other people don't know who that is at all? So I don't think it matters anymore. I know, but it irritates me, Doug. Well, write a letter. <sighs> to who? A corpse? Dear Roger, quit watching movies. You're dead, motherfucker. <laughs> He ain't got no say in that. Write him to fucking whoever was the last one you saw. Fucking 
What's the one. last movie trailer that you saw with that? I saw one today. Okay. What was it? Well, write a write a letter to those people. I saw some, or maybe it was last night. Either way, I saw one within the last forty eight hours, and I was like, "This dude didn't watch this fucking movie, mostly because he's dead." That's like ninety percent of the reason he didn't watch it. Anyway, that's sunshine, folks. TCR Ransom Space. Um, we got a two part finale coming at you. Two, 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 two. That's right. Um, and it is, in my opinion, uh, the ultimate space horror film of all time, followed by the ultimate space action film of all time, with, you know, some horror elements to it. Um, but, um, you know, it just really worked out that we had five weeks this month and I, I'm glad that we're doing it cause I don't feel like you can do one without the other. Um, both are so good in their own ways and I'm really glad Doug tell the folks what we're watching over the next two weeks. We're watching ET and Mac and me. All right. Strap in motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> It's man, it's a goddamn shame I didn't pick Mac and me. But that was before I fucked up my own rules. So <laughs> maybe Mac and me should be a special episode one day. Cause we talked about that. Folks, I'm gonna pull the curtain back for two seconds. We were trying to plan a special episode, and because we fucking talk about Airbud so much, we were gonna do feature length commentary for Airbud. One hundred fiftieth episode was gonna be Airbud commentary. But Doug watched. But Doug made the mistake of watching Airbud ahead of time with his children. And, and the movie's it, fucking garbage. It found it to be unwatchable. <laughs> I did not want to. Did you rewatch it? So, no, it's just a treasure from my childhood. There's no way I could dislike that. Well, name. then keep it that way and never rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Keep those good memories because when you rewatch it, you're going to be fucking right. trying to claw your eyes out. It ain't good. Well, so we ended up not doing the commentary because Doug was like, I'll never watch this movie again. Yeah, I did not want to sit through it again. <laughs> uh, but a movie we've talked about. Just as much is uh fuck what we're Mac and me. So maybe Mac and me will be all right. Maybe we'll do a special episode for Mac and me one of these days. Who knows? Who knows? Doug will fucking revisit that too and be like, guys, it's it's funnier to talk about than actually watch. I love Mac and Me. It is a garbage movie. A fucking garbage <laughs> movie. Who's the actor huh? that every time he goes on Paul like Paul Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank it's you. The Red Meister. Anyway, so Doug, what are we watching next week? Next week we're kicking it off with Ridley Scott's Alien. And then only to be followed up the next week by uh Jim Cameron's Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um these are two of my favorite movies, not just space movies, but two of my favorite movies of all time. Um Aliens was one of those, um, I saw Aliens before I saw Alien, which I'll talk about, um, but it was just one of those movies that really informed my, you know, my opinion of, of what movies were when I was a kid, so I'm very excited to talk about both films. Yep. Gonna be a lot of fun. Now- Always a good time to revisit those movies. 
I'm glad we're not doing three and four. I okay. Well, we can talk about. I like (laughs) I like three and four, and I also like uh, you like four. I I know you like three. I like four. Okay. Like is a strong word. That's fine. Like is a strong (laughs) word. I've seen four. (laughs) There are things about four that I really really like. As a movie, it's kind of a hot mess, but I I do. There are things about it that. Like, I've watched it as an adult and found it to be, you know, like, that's actually not terrible. It's just, I mean, it has its fans, and that's fine. It ain't for me. Three and four, I didn't, I did not care for. I also like Prometheus and Covenant. So, I'm, I'm in on the, I've never seen Prometheus. I didn't, I was not interested in it. Oh, man. I love it. I love Prometheus. Um, but, um, there's nothing more special in those first two movies, and you know you can argue about Big which one, you can argue about which one's better. Um, you know, it just depends on your they're, mood. They're in too. My, they're too different. Yeah, in my opinion, it depends on what you want to watch. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're gonna deep dive into them. I will be going with theatrical cuts. Um, I don't. The director's cut of. Uh, aliens specifically i'm i'm very much against and we can talk about that um we can talk I about i've ever seen the director's cut oh boy we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. Oh, boy. oh boy we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks it ruins it ruins some very important things i think with just too much too wait much i think i have stuff. seen it yeah I think I have seen it. Yeah. We'll, we'll discuss it in a couple of weeks. But we got Alien by Ridley Scott and then Aliens. The cat comes back Jack with Cameron. bazookas and shit. Yeah, and it's just like, no more Mr. Nice Cat or something like that. And then just, just bad dialogue. That, that, that's the dialogue, too. I'll be cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to, like, work her into something. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so going to be a fun way to close out our space series. Um, and then in the only uh, way to close the space series. Yeah. Come on. If you didn't (laughs) see this coming, uh, you know, you haven't been paying attention and we will announce our, our next limited series for October for Halloween. It's going to be, um, very, very fun. It's not going to suck. I promise. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah. Next week, kicking things off with uh, all-time classic, Alien. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. This has been a fun series. I, I've really enjoyed this, honestly. I think we watched... It uh, is. I think we watched a lot of really fun movies. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, uh, anything else to say about Sunshine before we uh, get our uh, naked burn ass over to the horn shoe? No, it's 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 a great movie. It's really good. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, let's kick it on over the horn shoe. We got a little bit of trailer talk. I sent you guys a trailer this week that I was very excited about. Um, oh, I didn't watch it. I, I know what you're talking about, though. Oh, man. Just check it out. Uh, Christopher Landon, who brought us uh, Happy Death Day, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Happy Death Day to You was the follow-up. He has made a new film, um, and it seems like this filmmaker was like, what if I take just 
uh, comedy uh, premises uh, from old uh, comedy films and turn them into slasher movies. And uh, I hope he continues to do this for the rest of his career because I'm into it. Um, His next one is called Freaky. And uh, it is a Freaky Friday type of movie where a teenage girl and a serial killer switch bodies. And um, the serial killer is played by Vince Vaughn. So Vince Vaughn is a 16-year-old girl. Um, and she not only has to convince her friends that uh, she is who she says she is, but they have to find the killer and reverse the sacred ritual that they did in 24 hours or their bodies are stuck like that forever. Um, the trailer looks fantastic. It's very similar in tone to Happy Death Day. Um, it looks like a shit ton of fun. I'm really excited about it. Now this this could go two ways. I haven't seen the trailer. This could be awesome as hell or just complete fucking garbage. I don't see a middle ground there. Trailer looks good, but I'm all for it. Strong. It's a solid premise. It's been done. I think I think there has been a movie where someone switched with a killer. I'm sure. The hot chick. But I'm not. I'm not. Huh? Jumanji. The hot chick. Oh, Kendall can't stop thinking about Rob Schneider. She's realized since she was gone for a couple weeks that he's the greatest American actor that's ever lived. Um, A treasure. Yeah, she's a big fan. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, looks like a looks like a ton of fun. I mean, it looks very similar to Happy Death Day in tone, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll check it out. I'm into it. Um, what are some other uh, comedy premises that we could turn into slasher movies? Um, yes. Yeah. The Mask could easily turn into a horror Ooh, movie. Yeah, why not? Which one? <laughs> the oh, only one that there's, matters. There's Mask <laughs> and then The Mask. No, not Rocky oh, Dennis. Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> The world doesn't Just understand me. <laughs> I must now kill. Um. All right, Candyman finally got delayed from this year. Uh, not coming out till next year at the earliest. That's fine. I mean, yeah, totally fine. Make that's it. The, make some money. Wait till everybody way, is back, one hundred percent. That's the way money. it should be. It's not like Warner Didn't, Brothers. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's not like Warner Brothers forcing Tenant out into the world, and nobody, you know, it made like twenty million dollars uh, domestically. It made that much. Yeah, it made like twenty million domestically, and they're just like, "Well, we shouldn't be held to the normal standards." I'm like, "Well, you released a movie like things were normal. Like, fuck you." And and look, I know that the movie industry has historically been pretty gross and terrible. I'm not oblivious to that. I just love movies. I think they're special. But there's something super gross to me about a studio forcing a movie out knowing that people will risk their health and other people's health to go see it and then playing on our sense of uh, wishing things were normal by, you know, advertising, movies are back, get out there and go see it. Like, fuck you, dude. Those people don't care about you. They're trying to make a buck. 
And they're trying to like that. It's called was a, capitalism, I know. sir. This country runs on it. Yeah, fuck that shit, dude. Like that was a test to see if they could release a big budget blockbuster movie in the middle of a pandemic and make a hundred million dollars. And they fucking, I mean, globally they did. But there's plenty of places that aren't nearly as bad off as we are. Um, but anyway, I just think it's fucking gross. Like if you don't give people the option to watch it at home, then fuck you. And, and Warner Brothers was even worse about this. They wouldn't even let people watch Tenet in drive-ins. If if a movie theater wasn't open in that town, then the drive-ins in that town weren't allowed to show the movie. Uh, that drive-in by us in, in Illinois got it. Well, they showed a double feature of that and Inception. Well, they've changed it now. Oh. But originally, if your movie theaters weren't also open, then you couldn't show it at a drive-in, which is fucking ridiculous. Like, they were just, like, forcing theaters to be open and to show it. And it's just like, and they're just idiots that don't believe COVID is real or that don't believe it can spread, and they're just going to go. And I'm just, I don't know, this whole this whole pandemic is just really shine a light in a lot of things that we already knew were gross, but it just fucking pissed me off. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of it too. You quote my ass. But anyway, so, um, you know, Disney was like, you know what? We'll just put Mulan on Disney Plus for $30. And uh, and that was a flop for them too. Yeah, I don't know. They haven't released those numbers. But also, it'll be on there in December for free. So, you just wait three months. Just wait. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, moving Candyman is probably the right thing. Um, well, Sony came out and said they're not releasing anything until the pandemic is officially over. Yeah. Good. They shouldn't. Make that shit on so, I mean, we may not see shit until 2022. It's very possible. Or later. I won't get to see Ghostbusters. No. But I can wait. I can wait I've too. already waited 30 years for a sequel. That's the thing about it is like, and going to the movies is like my favorite fucking thing, but I'm just like, I'm happy to watch movies at home. It's totally fine. You want to release them on VOD? I'll check it out. But so far I haven't bought a premium movie this entire pandemic. Like I saw Invisible Man when theaters were still open. Um, but mm-hmm. I didn't pay the premium to see Onward or Trolls or any of that stuff. So I watched Onward as whenever it came to Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I haven't bought anything that was like twenty bucks to watch. So I'm, you know, I can wait. It's totally fine. I'm very patient. Same. I do miss the movie. Like Tom Cruise, I miss being at the movies. I don't know if you saw that fucking video of him going to the movie theater. Nope. It's fucking stupid. I did not. It's so stupid. (laughs) Tom Cruise did something stupid, you say? Yes. Uh, His death-defying stunt was returning to to a movie theater. Um, Brave. Yeah, he is. Man, I still. He was also in another country where, again, things are not nearly as bad as here, where everything is fucking fucked all the time. Kendall, go ahead. Um, no, I still sometimes watch and laugh at that mummy trailer without the, <laughs> without the sound effects. <laughs> that is funny. That That's is all funny. I think of when I think of Tom Cruise anymore. I always think of the. Um, 
I always think of the MTV Movie Award thing where Ben Stiller played his stunt double in Mission Impossible 2. And uh, so it's like John Woo, legendary action director, and Tom Cruise, and then Ben Stiller dressed as Tom Cruise. And they're like going over like some scene, and then Ben Stiller's like, wait, wait, wait. What if when the motorcycle's flying through the air, like you freeze frame, and then you look at the camera, and you go, whoa. This is one impossible mission. <laughs> and then and then you fucking do the flip and like <laughs> And he also like know. legally changed his name to Tom Cruise, but it was spelled like C R O O Z E. Like the fucking hover around guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never get over the fact that they used get around <laughs> in that fucking hover around commercial. <laughs> It's genius. I, I mean, why haven't? Why didn't anyone put two and two together before? Get around, get around, come around. Oh man, my sister! I used can to see f- the Grand Canyon. My, <laughs> to see Mamaw jump the Grand Canyon on that hover around. My sister. I have a younger sister. She's six years younger than me. And when we were kids, she would laugh hysterically at the hover around commercials when they would play the get around. <laughs> <And> <laughs> she would laugh at any life alert commercial where an old person had fallen down. Like she just. Like, oh God! Don't get me started on that, dude. When those when those commercials, the life alert things first came out, my dad would lose his shit when oh, they came on. It's not. I've fallen and I can't get up, it's and he so, would shit his pants it's laughing. It's so not funny, but like the commercials make it so funny. Like if that was it's your because the actors are so bad, and that, the old woman that fell on the floor is like, "Help! I've fallen, and I cannot get up." <laughs> Do y'all remember the uh, the flip phones? For um, the jitterbugs, yes, I love that. Jitterbugs, <laughs> you buy your grandma now this I can talk dumb on phone. phone. <laughs> She's gonna call huh? you by accident when you're not at home. It had three buttons on it. <laughs> <laughs> like talk, redial, and hang up. That was it, dude. People fucking prey on old people, and it is disgusting. Every, it's, it's gross. Watch Fox News for like just for the commercials, and just look at the <laughs> shit they oh, fucking God. try to trick old people into buying. It's like buy these commemorative coins with Donald Trump sticking <laughs> Robot his own insurance. dick up his ass. I think I need that. You remember that old Saturday Night Live skit where the dude from Law and Order is all like, protect yourself from robots, and he's trying to sell robot insurance, and there's a dude that's in a cardboard robot costume like beating up someone's grandma? Oh my god, that's old as shit, dude. It's like, many people don't know that robots feed on the elderly for fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's fucking great. Well, anyway, Candyman's moving to 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which I think is smart. I move everything else to 2021. Fucking something else just got delayed till December. And I'm like, what is going to happen in December? That's not happening right now. It's being released on Christmas. No, it's not. (laughs) I'm surprised Tenet came out. Just fucking give it up. Just stop. Save it. I understand. 
I understand. But these movie, these corporations that are putting out these, you know who I feel bad for? Is the fucking like independent filmmakers who were like going to get their movie like released at like a festival or something this year. I feel bad about those mm-hmm. people. I don't feel bad about fucking Warner Brothers. It's a fucking giant conglomerate. Fuck them. Like, yeah, that fine. shit ain't gonna hurt them. I wonder how much of that fucking government COVID money they got. Fuck them, dude. They'll be fine. Like, some dude who's like fucking sold everything he owned to make a movie and it's not gonna be seen now. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's a huge bummer. Yeah. But fucking Wonder Woman, everyone's gonna fucking see it whenever it does come out. Like, you're gonna make your goddamn money. So just stick it on a shelf somewhere. It's fucking Wonder Woman. <laughs> just stick it up your ass. Yeah, it's not like somebody's like, what's this? What does this woman wonder about? Like, everyone knows what the fuck <laughs> it is. Wonder Woman. Uh-uh, sounds like a woman. That sounds wondering's too close to thinking. I don't. That's not what I like my women to do. I wonder what kind of sandwich she can make. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she can get these fucking skid marks out of my underwear. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, 1984 is coming. That's a joke, people. Yeah, come on. You, if you've been listening, you know. That, we got a woman on the show, so we can't be sexist. So, mm-hmm. Kendall, and we yeah, we can say all the shit we want. Yeah, Kendall, now. tell them your opinion now. <laughs> you have I, our permission. I am in a good place. This is fun for me. <laughs> Ooh, speaking of women, uh, Nev Cam- Campbell coming back to Scream 5, folks. She is she is on board. Hell yeah. Um, maybe down. she's the killer. That's my opinion as soon as I read the article. And Wendy Peppercorn's coming back as the uh, deputy. Or maybe she's sheriff now, whatever. Yeah. She was in the fourth one? Yep. Yeah, maybe she's coming back. We got David Arquette coming back. Sounds like a sounds like a good time. I'm down. I'm, I'm down, down too. I'm, Why not? What is the worst? I'm interested in see. I'm interested in see what the story is going to be. You know, because it's all playing on tropes and it's it's all meta. I want to see what kind of thing they're going to cover this go around. Now it's hard for me because there's no Wes Craven. Um, Who's directing it? I don't know. That that part of the magic... It, that, it has a director. I'll look it up. That part of the magic's not going to be there, so that does make me sad. But it, the worst thing that happens is I'm like, okay, so one out of five Scream movies... Well, uh, Scream 3. But one out of two out of five Scream movies is not that great. And, that, and I, I could live with that. It's not like it's going to be as bad as the TV show, hopefully. So, keep talking. Oh, I was thought I when when you looked up, I thought you'd found it. Excuse me. Uh, I I'm doing another look because I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, it is two directors. Oh. It has two directors. Okay. Matt Bittinelli and Ooh. Tyler Gillett. Mmm, two of my favorites. Have they made anything? Um, Um, Matt ben- Bentinelli, Bentinelli o- hyphen Olpin. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I, dude, I, you I got too much. Destroyed name. your name. Too he did. Name. Um, he did Ready or Not. Mm. Okay, I so, like that movie. 
He did VHS too, which was pretty good. The first one. Okay. Well, and cool. Tyler Tyler Giblet. <laughs> Tyler Giblet. Not his name. Oh, he also did Ready or Not too. I guess so. I guess they're a team. Okay, cool. I like Ready or Not. That's Ready that's or Not. A fun Devil's Do VHS. Well, if they bring that kind of vibe to to scream, I'm down. They're fit. good. Yeah, I think it'll fit right in. They've proven themselves. Well, cool beans. Um, well, I'm excited about Scream Five. Why not? Give me something to be excited about. The world's <laughs> a fucking nightmare. Give me something to look forward to. It's supposed to come out January of 2022. We'll okay. see if that happens. Perfect. 2022 is great. I like planning anything for 2022 because that's so far away. I'm like, I can believe that we'll be alive for that. So I'm mm-hmm. ready. Let's just, if we could go from 2020 to 2022, let's just skip that whole 2021 business. Yep. It's a wash. All right, man. Well, that's it. That's all I got for the horn shoe. <laughs> the horn shoe? The horn shoe. Uh, what about some rants recommends? Ladies and gentlemen, rants recommends where we watch other stuff. Maybe it's horror related. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not even a movie or a TV show. Maybe it's a fucking candle or a shirt or, you know, fucking some weird it's Whatever story. we like. Yeah, whatever we think you guys should check out. This is the part of the show where we do that shit. So, uh, you guys got anything to recommend this week? I got something relevant to recommend this week. Ooh. Go, girl. Toilet paper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Always relevant. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sidetracked now thinking about toilet paper. <clears throat> um, there is a <laughs> new Netflix series called Away. features Hillary Swank as an astronaut. Mm. Uh, it is I'm only like two and a half episodes in I just started watching today it's pretty good this is on pretty Netflix yep I've it's never called heard Away of it, which is not shocking I've never heard of anything that Netflix puts out Netflix has so much shit oh my coming out at, at all times it's hard to keep, keep I've up seen, I've seen no advertisement for a show led by Hillary Swank on Netflix zero so that's I hadn't either. So a friend recommended it to me like a couple days ago. And I'm glad they did because it's pretty good so far. Nice. It's more so, it, it's, I don't know. It's a lot about like family dynamic. It's not just an outer space show. It's very, it's like drama and it's, it's good. It's really good. I recommend. And she's that's a lady and she's a lady astronaut. She is. Oh, so it's fiction. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, have y'all heard um, about... Y'all. Y'all heard about women in space. Oh my God, what's her name? Sally Rod. Right? Isn't that her name? I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. So there's like... I had never heard of this uh, thing that happened until there was like a comedian that did a bit about it. Um, that when NASA sent, I think it was Sally Rod. Oh my God, I'm a horrible feminist. I don't know if that's the right name. Pretty yeah, sure it was I'm Sally Rod. Um, they sent NASA 
sent Sally Ride into space on a six-day mission with 100 tampons. Okay, never mind. On a six-day mission? On a six-day mission, and they tied them together by the strings and just gave them to her. Why did they go take the effort to tie them together? Because it was all men, and they just didn't know how things worked. That's and they pathetic. But in a, a three-hour tour. In a six-day <laughs> time span, that if this woman got her period, she, she might, might need a hundred, a hundred tampons. That's incredible. Was she supposed to like wear them like Chewbacca's bandolero or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Chewbacca. it's Sally it's Sally Rod. If you Google Sally Rod, one hundred tampons. There's a really it's a really silly. Um, it, it's a girl who does a woman who does. Um, it's like a goofy song about it. <sighs> that's fucking. That's crazy. <laughs> that's <so cute. laughs> what the fuck. I mean, even if even if the one week she was in space happened to fall <laughs> on that week, I mean, a box probably would have got her through. I mean, two boxes, just in case. Maybe one of them fucking floated away. <laughs> hundred tampons. Better safe than sorry, I guess. I guess. And they tied them together. <laughs> now that, now that this was, was like fucking sausage links and shit. That was like time well spent. She's fucking nunchucks. Chucker, hey. Um like a bundle of firecrackers where you twist all the wings. Fucking sparkler bomb. She uh she holds the record as being the youngest astronaut she, ever to travel in space with the most tampons. <laughs> You're going to say she holds the record for most tampons in space. She holds two records then. No, I like read something about like an interview that they did um, with her. Like when they tried to give her a hundred tampons and they were like, is that enough? Is that the right number? And she just said, No. That's not the right number. So well, I'm gonna recommend let's number. bring it back around. I'm gonna okay. recommend I'm gonna find it and send the link for the video that turned me on to that fact mm-hmm. about Sally Rod. It's a it's a short little silly song video of a uh I'm trying Canadian. to see what year her that 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 took place. I'm in the eighties. I'm not seeing it. I'm gonna tag in on that. I'm gonna piggyback with you. I'm they did this in the fucking eighties. Are yes. they so? I could see in the sixties or something, but Mm-mm. in the fucking goddamn, I'm gonna get tag, with it. I'm gonna men, tag in am here. I right? I'm gonna recommend that men just learn a little bit about the female anatomy and how that works because it's not really that shocking or weird. Um, it's just I don't know. Maybe just have ask one question. And then you'll know about it. Okay, they're too macho to learn, Caleb. I guess it's not like, their problem. I don't have time to learn I'm glad about a lot of that, all those that boomer shits dying off, man. That generation's going away. <laughs> that thing. I is mean, they there have children and they've learned from it, but seed and nothing else. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that generation's mark is slowly being weeded out. I don't know. You know, these women for Trump, I don't know what's going on, dude. I don't get that at all. But <laughs> no, I shared a meme yesterday, I think, that equated women for Trump being like slugs for salt. And it, yeah. it made me get... <clears throat> It made me sad, but it also made me giggle. Ooh, my mom's my mom's swimming in the Kool Aid, bud. Jesus, so well, it is a cult. She's, she's like, we women probably don't even need the right to vote. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. <clears throat> she doesn't listen to this, so it's okay. She's <laughs> <laughs> gonna call you Wednesday morning, Tiger now, Caleb. <clears throat> got anything else to recommend i heard your space cast <laughs> i don't have anything else to recommend I about tampons said, and how i love the president <laughs> did you talk about checkers this week Ooh. <laughs> All that. Um, space checkers <laughs> now to be fair there were no hypnotizing space nipples in this film so we had two weeks in a yeah, row. Yeah, that was the only part I hated. Kindle, there were nipples in yeah. Event Horizon, and they they had a, a hypnotic effect, which I was delighted to see. But no such yeah. no such luck in sunshine. Life force, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, I know all I've been doing is watching Scrubs and listening to the the Scrubs rewatch podcast. I am now on season nine of Scrubs. Man, it just ooh, makes me sad. Ooh, I didn't. Watch, I don't. Watch oh, you actually watched season nine? I, I stopped nine. after eight. I didn't want to. Eight ends so beautifully and wonderfully. No, I cried a little. That that finale, goodness. Oh, the finale is very good. Yeah, no, nine is. I get it. Where I are they it. at on the podcast? Uh, they're in season yeah. two. Yeah, they're like toward the end of season two. Yeah. It's so Someday good. I'll listen to that. Dude, it's so it's good. good. It's just it's just like I'll tell you what's really interesting about it. <clears throat> Kendall, I don't know how far you're in the podcast. But I'm on uh, like two oh eight right okay, now. Okay, so then you, you can so what's happened is that the show like they're still going over every episode, but that's not really even as important anymore as like um, Donald and Zach just hanging out but now also the two producers of the show have become like full characters in the show and like they really have a lot more to do with the conversation so big chunks of the show are just spent with them like you know catching up with each other each week and like talking about different things and so it's not just about scrubs anymore it's kind of taken on a life of its own it's pretty uh, are you talking about like Dan and Joelle yeah like they've, they just got like they just started talking more yeah. like they just got good microphones yeah they just they they really become a bigger part of the show and and it's just i don't know it's a lot of fun right. like that is that is just as entertaining to listen to them all interact as it is to to go back and talk about the series so it's just a yeah. good show I, i'm really enjoying it. it's all positivity I love it so much that uh, it prompted me to buy the first ringtone i have ever bought ever I bought the uh, Donald doing the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for yeah. my text message. Uh, That's excellent. Tone. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. And uh, they 
recently did the uh, what you trying to get into a day yeah so that's been stuck in my head all week yeah i've been singing that a lot zach braff released his girl pop uh, workout playlist on spotify also oh nice um, yeah so a lot of michelle branch i hope yeah she's on there for sure <laughs> It's a, it's a great show. I don't know, man. It just makes me feel good. I don't know. There's nothing negative about it. It's so positive. Oh, you were talking about uh, M. Night Shyamalan earlier. And mm-hmm. it reminded me, like, toward the, it might have even been the finale, the season eight finale. Janitor has that conversation where he's he's friends with Manite Shyamalan. <laughs> I, said, he, I said, Manite. <laughs> Two things you can't avoid. A movie with a twist or knocking down that 710 split you left up. Oh, it's so good. He said, first, everybody gets my name wrong. It's my night. So good. He's great. Oh, I love that show. And the, finally both the podcast and the, and the show. So good. Do what? Finally learned Janitor's name in that very last episode season eight mm-hmm. oh man and that um i really wish that it would have been a mainstay the entire series but you know season eight was the first season where they did like some sizzle type stuff at the end credits oh i know i really liked it yeah yeah um but i mean zach and donald like they reference uh finding like sizzle reels on youtube they're like you can find that shit anywhere you can't yeah they were all on the dvds like the the blooper reels and stuff so you can go back and like i think they're on youtube and stuff stuff. um i have the dvd somewhere but anyway um the the credits stuff at the the season eight finale man it was good oh it's got me that is a beautiful show, and I, I like all those people a lot. I've heard. I need to go back and rewatch it again. I've heard. I haven't gotten into it yet, but I've, Bill Lawrence has a new show on Apple TV uh, with uh, Jason Sudeikis. It's called Ted Lasso, and everybody is saying that it's fucking beautiful. Everybody is <laughs> saying that it's like really funny and it's got tons of heart, which is not shocking because that's what he does. Um, but it's already been picked up for a second season and people are saying it's going to get like Emmy nominations and stuff. They say it's just really like an uplifting, like positive comedy, um, which is, I mean, it's what Bill Lawrence does. So that's not shocking to me. I'm going to check it out. I've heard good things. Yeah. I might hang up season on scrubs cause it just it's, makes me sad. Yeah. It's and not good. Like town or something. Yeah, Cougar Town's Cougar Town's really really fun. It starts out as one thing. They're like, "What if these ladies in their forties still like to fuck?" And then for like six episodes, they do that. And then they're like, "What if all these people are just friends and they hang out all the time?" And then it's a running joke that they should change the name of the show. It's very good. It's another just. It's a feel good comedy. I I dig it a lot. Doug, Doug, you watch anything or have anything to recommend this week? Uh, I've watched some, watched some stuff, but I don't recommend it. Oh boy, I got some. uh, I gotta uh, run screaming. Gotta get you. (laughs) Gotta run your naked bird ass away. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) NBA out of here. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, let it rip, brother. Well, first up, um, have you heard of the movie Candy Corn? No. It's a slasher from 2019. I love the confection. Uh, I haven't heard of the film. Same, same. Uh, it made the rounds. I remember when it was announced last year. Um, it has some cool imagery and like Fright Rags did the uh, the artwork for the movie poster and, and it, everything looked real cool from the movie. Um, finally got around to seeing it and uh, it is the hottest of garbage. Mm, I actually watched all of it. Hey, look at you. It's got some good people in it. It's got PJ Souls in it. Oh, She's okay. in it. Uh, it's got Tony Todd in it. It's got Courtney Gaines in it. Mordecai from Children of the Corn, the mm. redheaded kid. Yeah. He plays the sheriff. Ooh. But the movie is not good. It is awful. Basically, they took Carpenter's Halloween and blended it with Pumpkinhead. Oh, and wait. Um, it is sounds it, cool, is it but like it a, is not. Is, it, is the cover like a mon- monster candy corn face? No. Oh, okay. I thought maybe I'd say <laughs> that's just wishful thinking. I, I've seen like a I've seen like a candy corn with like a monster face on it. I thought the only reason it's corn is because um, I'll spoil it. Who cares? This movie's not good. Um, there's a guy who's picked on. He's like mentally handicapped. There's some bullies. The head bully is hands down the worst actor in a horror movie I've ever seen and I've seen a bunch of like I was about to say, garbage you've seen, you've seen films. Some bad horror movies this guy's awful and um they bully him and they've been to every Halloween they do a big prank where they just like beat him up and just fuck him up but uh this year he got a fucking job at a traveling freak show that just so happens to be in their town on Halloween night so when this happens, the ringleader of the freak show fucking does some voodoo curse to bring him back, but he's all vengeance and man, he's this big monster and he kills people. And the only reason they call this movie candy corn is because he leaves a trail of candy corn where the body is because the kid liked candy corn. And you don't even really get to see the kills. Mm. I don't understand that. But Tony Todd's in it for like Two seconds. A combined time of three minutes. Yeah, yeah PJ Souls the same. Courtney Gaines is in it a lot, but he, he's just phoning it in. It's not good. Don't watch it. Bummer. No candy corn. I don't like candy corn anyway. So Missing out, sir. <clears throat> More for me. And the second up. Hurts my teeth. I turned off within 15 minutes. Ooh, here we go. This is the long-awaited, little-known third entry in the franchise of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, no. It's called I'll I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. And, woo, it sucks. Yeah. It looks like it's made for TV. Um, It's basically just a reboot. But why they kept the, like, a third installment thing going i guess just money off of that yeah turn it off terrible don't watch it i mean and that's all i got to say to be honest i turned the first one off in 15 minutes um 
Couldn't the first get, one's watchable. Couldn't get the second it. one is awful. <clears throat> A third one's unwatchable. Yeah, I'm, I'll take your word for it. Oh, it's probably a dumb question because I imagine if you have seen it, you would have talked about it already. But have either of you watched the Babysitter sequel on Netflix yet? Mm-mm. Is it out? Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good things. Well, that first one was good. Yeah, the first one's great. Uh, I'll watch it sometime. In the images well, I've seen in the movie, is Samara Heard Weaving some. in the movie? Pretty sure, yeah. In the images I've Is seen, she? I thought movie, it followed that that cheerleader girl, that yeah, that second fiddle girl. In the images that was in the I've seen, one. I haven't seen anything about Samara Weaving being in the movie, so that that immediately like reduced. That doesn't mean she isn't, is it? I mean, in it, she true. may pop up she later. Might. Yeah, I'm not looking for a cameo though. If it ain't about her, I'm not into it. She's the reason, I like Killer the Queen. Song. Killer Queen is the name of it. Yeah. Um, I'll check it out. Yeah, uh, I might watch it tonight. Um, no, it doesn't look like it has Smarling. <sighs> she was off filming Bill and Ted 3 while they were doing that, I guess. She was in that, but only briefly. Yeah, man, that that was my whole that was my whole aversion to that movie is because like all the marketing material like I didn't see her in it at all and I was just like oh well I don't I don't care about those other kids. Yeah. Um, I saw that uh, I saw that that uh, what was it? I saw that Train to Busan sequel is is coming to Shutter in like January or something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'll be excited to check that out. But I gotta watch that prequel cartoon. And they made a prequel cartoon for the fucking sequel as well. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, I didn't watch anything this week, so I don't have anything. Cool. I got nothing. Mm. All right. I was wondering how long we were going to just be quiet for. Um, yeah, man. That's it. Nothing extra to add. I didn't watch anything this week worth... Uh, I didn't watch anything, really. I just still rewatching Scrubs, even though I just rewatched it. But um, I'm reading a book, but I'm not really finished with it yet. So once I get done with it, I can talk about it a little more. But nothing really. Well, what have y'all been watching? Head us up at carvingrantspod at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Mostly Facebook. Yeah. I mean, Facebook's where you're going to get replies and stuff back. Yeah. Or call us at 731-439-8821. Leave us a voicemail message if you're in the U.S. Leave a goddamn message. Yeah. We'll play that shit on the show if we don't forget we will. International folks, email us, carpenterranchpod.gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Leave us a review on the iTunes so people can hear us. We've been That's doing right. this for a long time. It's true. Three years. Three years next month, yeah. Mm, yeah, I think it may have started in September. Maybe. Long last time. 
Because we watched a few movies before we got to, to Halloween. So maybe it was like end of September, early October. But yeah, we've been we've been we've been banging for like three years, man. Odd phrasing, oh, yeah? but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spotify, iTunes, subscribe, all that good shit. Share it. Let people know. Let us bang we out you. here. Yeah, TCR. we be banging. <laughs> you like to bang, so do we. Um, yeah, man. That's it. Thanks for listening. Sorry, um, we're all asleep. Yeah, no. Well, hey, it's late. This one went long. Um, but uh, next week we're we are deep diving into Ridley Scott's Alien. So perfect excuse for you guys to dust off Alien, Alien. And give it a watch. And uh, yeah, man. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to TCR Rants in Space. Uh, we've been the Nobodies. I'm Caleb. I'm Doug. I'm Kendall. Keep on ranting. Keep on running. Keep on running. <laughs> Keep on running. Keep on running. Thank you for listening to the Carpenter Rants. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podbean. And Spotify. <laughs>